Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. Happy Monday if you're listening to the episode on the day it's been released, which is a Monday. That's the new day now. I'm still getting used to it. The previous release date was on a Thursday, but I just thought I want to start the week with you guys. So here we are on a Monday. If it's not a Monday, the day you're listening, happy whatever day it is. It's been a couple of weeks since the last episode. Shout out to all of you guys that have been listening to older episodes. I really appreciate it. It definitely gives me some motivation to get back on the horse but life has just been really busy lately I've been studying I had an exam at the end of April which I was really just trying to get done and passed which I did thank god and now I'm just kind of like okay I've passed that exam now let's get back on the horse let's let's get our life back in order I feel like that whole preparing for that exam took up so much of my time which is why there has been no episode for the last two months, but we're back and I hope that I'll be able to just be consistent. So I'm taking that weeks that I had off as creativity time because honestly it was, there's a lot of things that I was thinking about, a lot of ideas that I had and it was really great for my creativity. But thank you to those of you that were listening to older episodes. It really is motivating to get back on the horse, so thank you. Now what I wanted to speak about in today's episode was really just a catch up. I wanted to have a little chit chat speaking about some of the observations I've been making lately in life and also some lessons I've been learning. I do feel like some of these things are probably gonna be things that you can relate to, but maybe it isn't. But even if it isn't something you can relate to, I do hope you'll be able to take something away from this episode. So I'm just gonna get straight into it. One of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately, which has really been consuming my thoughts in some ways, has been career and job satisfaction and I do feel that our career is such a huge part of our lives and our time, especially if you are working full time. Even if it's a nine to five, that's what, 37 and a half hours of your week. If you work, say, 8.30 to 5.30, that's 40 hours. So most of us that are working full time, you're working from 37 and a half hours a week to about 40 hours a week. That's about 160 hours a month. And much of our time, if you do have a five day working week, is at work. And one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately is, can I do what I'm doing right now for the next 30 years? How is that going to make me feel? Is that going to bring me joy? Am I going to look back at how I've spent my time, how I've invested my time in my career and regret that? And I think that's one of the biggest things I've been thinking about lately has been, what does job satisfaction look like to me? Is Does that even exist for me? <laughs> I do feel that for some of us, we don't have a dream job. <laughs> we don't. Maybe your dream job is just existing and doing fun things and traveling. And that's not always for everyone going to be something that you can do and get paid for. Not everyone's going to be an influencer. I do think there's a level of talent that is required in influencing. It's not just about looking a certain way. There's also consistency. There's also, you got to have the passion for it. There's just so many different factors. And I do think, contrary to popular belief, not all of us have a dream job. Like, if I had to think of a dream job for myself outside of what I'm doing here with the podcast and my finance coaching business, I don't actually think I have a dream job. And for the first time in a long time, I've come to really accept that as my reality. Now, for me, it's really just figuring out, okay, I don't necessarily have a dream job, but what are some of the things that I am passionate about that I want to build within my career? that I wouldn't mind doing for the next 20 or 30 years 
if that's what I want to do. So it's just been one of those things that's really been on my mind. And I've seen that online. There's been so many posts also and conversation with friends. It's been a very similar picture. We're all just trying to figure out our careers, figure out, you know, whether what we're doing right now is really what we want to be doing. And I just think it's one of the hardest parts of adulting. And we don't speak about it enough. Careers and building your career and even just being in a job that you hate. Oh my gosh, that is so common. And one of the things I think is one of my biggest fears surrounding um, my career is being in a job that I hate for an extended period of time and just wasting that opportunity that I could be doing something that would be much more meaningful to me. I think one of the sad parts for me is knowing the reality that most people are in jobs they don't like. Most people are in jobs that they're not their dream job and I think not being in your dream job is not a bad thing. I think sometimes we idealize what career journeys are supposed to look like. I think the main issue is more so if you are in a situation where you wake up every morning and you dread going to work, you dread working with those people you work with, you dread doing that job that you hate and it's just a constant source of anxiety or perhaps it isn't necessarily a source of anxiety or dread but it's complaining. You're in the job, maybe you've been there a year, two years, three years or even more and you want to leave but all you do is complain about it. I've seen this so, I think one of the biggest similarities I've seen with everywhere I've worked is that there's always a culture or this specific group of people that they're in the job but they don't want to be there. And you know they don't want to be there because every moment they get to complain about the company or the job or the pay or whatever, they're complaining about it. But I always find that the people that complain the most within companies are always the ones that stay the longest. And that's one of my biggest fears, being that person, being that Debbie Downer, being that complaining um, Carol. <laughs> I'm sorry if your name's Carol. But I think for me, that's one of my biggest fears. I don't want to be that person that's in a job that I'm just complaining all the time, that I'm just negative and pessimistic. But if you ask me, am I, am I, are you updating your CV? Are you applying for other jobs? The answer is no. And I always try to wonder, why do people do that? Why is it that you're not happy with the job? Or maybe it's not a job, it's a relationship. But all you do is just complain, but you take no action. And having been thinking about this a lot lately, I think some of the key reasons why we do this, why we're in situations that we're unhappy with, or even situations that we know are unhealthy, or we know that, do you know what, that chapter's closed, it's time to move on. I think in every job that you're in, or even relationships that we have, there's always things that we can learn, develop, grow, there's experiences that we can have, but sometimes, you know, what you were meant to learn in that, that season or that chapter, it has closed, and now it's time to move on, and that is okay. I think one of the things that I love most about this generation, well, my generation and younger, is that we are not the type to stay in a job for 30 years anymore. Those days are reducing. Many of us are parents and grandparents. They stayed in the same job their whole life. But for most of us, we might stay in a job for two, three, four years, and then we move on to another company. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, because I think in every place that you work in all the relationships that you have there are things that you can learn there are skills that you can develop there's a different perspective that you can learn and then sometimes we just need to know when it's time to move on and I feel like those people that are in the job that they're complaining every day about the company any chance they get if you see them taking their coffee break or their lunch break you already know what they're going to be talking about they're talking about the company meeting they're complaining about the salary not being good enough or whatever it is or they're not happy in the job or they feel under 
underappreciated, but yet they are the ones that's still there in that job. You leave and you find them, they're still there. Now going back to what I was gonna say, I think one of the main reasons why we tend to do this is sometimes we just wanna outlet. We just wanna complain. We just wanna talk about it. Being dissatisfied with something is not enough for us to actually make a change with it. There are so many things that you may be dissatisfied with. You may be dissatisfied with the way that you look or what you're earning or the situation in your finances or what your relationship is like, but that's not enough for us to actually do something about it. For some people it is. Being dissatisfied, being uncomfortable, being unhappy is enough to get them in action, but for the majority it isn't. Because I've been thinking and I've identified and I've seen it so many times, people that they are in situations and environments that they're not happy in, it's so unhealthy, it's so toxic, but they're still within those environments and they may complain about it, but they do nothing about it. And I think it all surrounds us being comfortable. We're not happy, we're not satisfied, but we're comfortable in that. It's what we know. And the longer you're in a situation like that, even if you're not happy with that situation, sometimes it can be the harder it is for you to actually break away from it because it's what you know. Sometimes that fear of what's new, sometimes that fear of a new company or new relationship or new environment is a lot more scary than the one that you do know. Because even though you're not happy with it, you know it. You know the people, you know the management, you know what it's like. But having to start again, to put yourself in a position to fail, to put yourself in a position to be rejected, you know, because (laughs) one of the worst things for me personally is applying for jobs. I I don't enjoy that process of making applications. Sometimes you don't even hear back or you just get those, you know, um, automated rejection emails. I hate that, especially when you've put so much time and effort into updating your CV, filling up the application, making a cover letter, only to be rejected or only to hear crickets. And unfortunately, that's one of the really crappy sides of looking for a new job. And even just the thought of that in itself can put us off wanting to move out of from where we are. Even the thought of, you know, putting yourself back out there, going through those process, going for interviews, if you even make it to that stage, can be difficult. It can be difficult to really just get yourself in action. And if you can relate, if this is you right now, right, you're in a job or you're in a career and you're just like, do you know what? The door has closed. (laughs) It's time for me to transition. It's time for me to do something different. Don't allow the fear of the unknown to keep you in that situation that you know you are unhappy in. Thinking about job satisfaction, when I was younger, the most important thing to me, well, I'm still young now, just just got to put that disclaimer out there. But one of the most important things to me was money. I was very, very money motivated. Not that that has changed. Money is still important to me because being realistic, we need money and life is very expensive right now. Inflation is like, what, 10%? So money is important. The, the salary is important. The benefits of the job are important. But as I've gotten older, as I've gone through different jobs and experienced different things, works in different environments. Another factor that's really important to me now is the role that I'm doing, is the job satisfaction from the actual job. Like, do I enjoy what I do on a day-to-day basis? Am I learning new things? Does it challenge me mentally? Those are things that are important to me. Also, another aspect that's important to me is variety in my role. If I'm doing the same thing day in, day out, I'm going to be extremely bored and I'm just going to check out mentally. (laughs) So I've learned now with time that 
the salary is important to me, feeling appreciated within the company is important to me, but also enjoying my role and having flexibility in that, being able to learn and develop new skills is also an important factor for me. And I think we just have to define for ourselves what's important in our career. It's not always gonna be a one size fits all. If you are the person that what motivates you is the salary and the benefits and, and moving up the corporate ladder, then do you. If it works for you and that's what you wanna do, then do that. But if you are someone where it's more than that, then don't be afraid. Don't think, you know what, I can't get that. You can. There are people that are in jobs and in careers that they do enjoy. Now, that doesn't mean that every single day you're going to wake up and jump out of bed and be like, whoa, can't wait to go to work today. There are going to be days that you might not want to go to work. You can't be bothered to do the chit chat that you have to do and so on. But I do think it's important for us, especially where the majority of us, we're going to be working for 30, 40 years Unfortunately, maybe some people even 50 years and it's important for us to enjoy or to have some level of satisfaction in what we're doing because think about it a large part of our life is spent at work. Sometimes we spend more time with our co-workers than we do with our family because when you get home you have a couple of hours to maybe make dinner to have dinner maybe catch up on a few shows and go to sleep and then you wake up, you go back to work. The weekend is the shortest part of our week. You have what, Saturday, Sunday? And some people you work on Saturday, you work on Sunday. So it's even less time for you. So it's like, all of these things are so important. And these are some of the thoughts I've been having. Like, can I do this for another 30 years? And my answer was no, (laughs) I can't. So it's really helped me to kind of draw into, okay, what are the things that I cannot do? for 30 more years? What are the things that needs to be different for me? And that's really what I've been figuring out. I've been really thinking more about my career and what are the aspects that are important to me and leaning into those things and figuring out, okay, what are my next steps? What do I wanna do next? And I think also that's another thing that life has been teaching me lately. Being someone that I like to plan. I don't like uncertainty. I like to know what my plan is for the next year. I like to know, I like to have goals and I like to set myself and actively be working towards it because I'm the kind of person that I thrive when I have structure. When I don't have structure, I just, I waste a lot of time. I procrastinate a lot and I just feel like I'm I'm doing nothing with my life. However, when I have structure, when I have goals and I have something I'm actively working towards, it allows me to focus a lot better. So for me, another thing I've been learning is that, yes, you're going to have plans, you're going to have goals, the things in life will not always pan out to the plan. And it's important for me to learn to be flexible. And I think that's one of the things that's been hardest for me, learning to be flexible, learning to be resilient. When things happen, that kind of diverts and deviates the plan a little bit. That, you know, maybe just throws a complete spanner in the works, learning to be flexible in that. I do think it's important to plan and do think it's important to be intentional with our lives because, psh, Time is going quick. And if you've listened for a number of years, you know this is something I always say. One of my biggest things that I don't want is to have regret with how I've lived my life. I don't I don't want that. I don't want to regret how I spent my time. I don't want to regret opportunities that I never allowed myself to even try to um what's the word? Try to proceed, not proceed, pursue. <laughs> I don't want to regret opportunities I didn't allow myself to pursue. And so it's important to be flexible. If you're someone that you're not really a planner, that's fine. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. But I do think it's important for us to be intentional with our lives and with our time. 
Another lesson that I've been learning lately is making time for fun and just allowing myself to have fun. I know this is not everyone's problem. Not everyone's a workaholic. <laughs> and some of you guys, you know how to have fun and you know how to make time for it. But this is something that I have found particularly difficult, just allowing myself to have fun. At the end of last month, one of my cousins, she came over from America to visit and I took some time off work so we could do all the touristy things and have fun. But something that I found difficult and I identified with myself was that even on the days that really I should just be chilling, there's this thing in the back of my mind, like you should be doing something productive right now. There's things you could be doing. There's content you could make. There's this you could do. There's that you could do. And I had to force myself like, no, I'm not going to do any work. I'm going to take this week and a half off and I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to enjoy. It. I'm just going to do nothing productive. And that was really hard for me. And it made me realize that I need to make time for fun. There's so many of us that we look forward to retirement. We look forward to the time in our lives where we won't have to go to work anymore and we will be able to just travel and enjoy life. But I think if you are that person like me, that you find it difficult to just switch off and just have fun, even in those moments when you are meant to be resting, when it is your holiday or is that retirement time in your life, you're still going to carry that same kind of thinking and you're just going to fill up that time that you should be having memories and making new experiences with trying to do work-related things. So I've been learning to, and I'm still working on it, work in progress right here, but to make time for fun. I cannot allow toxic hustle culture to make me feel like I need to always be doing something. I need to always be productive. I just don't think that is healthy. And that's, some, that's another thing I'm working through right now. Another lesson as well that I wanted to speak a little bit more about was prioritizing your goals. It leans in a lot to what I've been thinking about with career, right? But when it comes to prioritizing your goals, I think it's just so important. Life adulting is just so busy there's so many things that are pulling and pushing you in different directions and I think the more responsibilities that you have the more people that you have depending on you whether that's children or dependents or whatever the harder it is sometimes to make time for your goals and something that I want to really say also is speaking about finances for a moment prioritizing the things that are important to you that are your passions that are important to you is not a waste of money so for example, if right now one of your goals is your health, you want to get fitter, you want to get healthier, you want to be more active, investing in a gym membership is not a waste of money. Now it becomes a waste of money when you're paying for the gym and you're not going. <laughs> That's when it becomes a waste of money. But change that scarcity mindset of thinking that investing in yourself is a waste of money. Paying for the gym membership or paying for a coach or paying for a course or investing in building a skill is going to be a waste of money it's not a waste of money investing in yourself is never a waste of money it isn't i just want i just wanted to say that because i think sometimes even with the way that we spend our money you have to start learning to prioritize your spending based on your goals based on the things that are important to you if personal care is important to you and you want to spend some money on your personal care go right ahead. There's nothing wrong with that. It only becomes problematic and unhealthy when you're spending more than you can afford to spend. When you're living a lifestyle that you can't afford to live right now, that's when it becomes a problem. But I really just wanted to stress that because I see so many posts about that online. And I think maybe it's because I follow different finance accounts, but I always see things like that. 
and it's just this scarcity mindset and i just it just ah it makes me angry but yeah so if you're spending money on a gym membership there's nothing wrong with that if you want to spend money on netflix but you're watching it and you're using it and you can afford it that's okay there's nothing wrong with that let's come out of this scarcity mindset this mindset that's just limited and let's you know work a little bit more on expanding our vision expanding our minds because i think the most important thing life is so short it's so short but it's long at the same time you know if you don't die prematurely so that that just sounded really um dark but you know what i mean and that's one of the things that i think about i think as i'm getting older i'm thinking more about my mortality and the mortality of life in itself not necessarily thinking i'm gonna die tomorrow but just thinking about the fact that you know what life is short and i want to ensure that i live my life well that i live my life in a way that i'm proud of it that i can say do you know what i did my best i wasn't perfect i made some mistakes but i i lived a life i made i lived a life that was worth living I think that's the best thing I'm trying to say. I lived a life. I made good memories. I cultivated good, healthy relationships. I learned things. I laughed. I had fun. I traveled. I experienced new things. I was able to impact people. I was able to do what I was put on this earth to do. That's one of the things that really gets me going. What's That's one of the things that motivates and inspires me. And I found with myself that when I'm not doing those things that really motivate me and spur up inspiration within me when I'm not leaning into those things I'm just not as fulfilled as I am when I am doing those things and I think it's just figuring out what those things are for you what are the things that light your fire what are those things that excite you and it's going to be different for everyone not everyone's a creative person and not everyone's going to be an entrepreneur not everyone's going to have their own business that is okay it's not for everyone but what I do think is important is finding what your passion is finding the things that you that excite you it doesn't have to be something that's going to be a career it might not be it might not be a career change per se but it might be something that you enjoy doing and it doesn't have to be big it could be small it could be okay I'm trying to think of things now off the spot it could be cooking maybe you enjoy cooking it could be people watching (laughs) it could be going for walks maybe you like going for walks maybe you like being in nature you like taking pictures not everything that you enjoy needs to be a career not everything that you enjoy needs to be a a side hustle because I do think sometimes when money gets involved the passion and the excitement just gets you know erased out of it I do think it's important to have hobbies, to have things outside of your day-to-day routine and your job that energize you, that, you know, recharge you when life is busy and overwhelming. I think we could avoid many times getting into cycles of burnout when we just inject those little things in our day, those little things in our week, whether it is going for a walk, whether it is listening to a podcast that you enjoy like the pearls and pearls podcast i mean why not plug myself in there you're listening right now right (laughs) or even watching a movie or just being alone or journaling or painting you might not be the best painter but maybe it's quite therapeutic for you fixing things you might not be great (laughs) at fixing things but maybe just doing that is a great outlet for you maybe just doing that is a great way to just get you to relax and recharge and focus yourself it could be praying it could be reading whatever it is that recharges you make time for those things it could be spending time with friends and family 
it's important for us to inject those things in our day, in our weeks, in our routine that are going to recharge us. Because when we don't, we're just going to find ourselves constantly busy, overwhelmed in these cycles of just feeling like we're chasing our tail constantly. But it's important in order for us to have this work-life balance we've been speaking about a lot lately, sometimes we've got to factor the balance outside of the working. I, for me personally, work-life balance is not just being able to juggle my work with my life, but it's also having a life outside of work. For me, that's what work-life balance is. It's being in a job that I can have a life outside of work. I'm not constantly working. It's not a job that I have to be thinking about all the time. I'm waking up, it's there. I'm going to sleep, it's there. But it's something that allows me to build things outside of that. It's not my whole identity. It's not the only thing that I am, but I actually, I'm actually able to build a life outside of that. So for me, that's work-life balance. So we've come towards the end of the episode. I want to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you can relate to any of the things I've spoken about, if you're listening on Spotify, they've included polls, which I think is amazing. And it allows you to leave polls on how you've found the episode. It allows you to leave comments and stuff, which I'll be able to read. So if you are a Spotify listener, please check it out and leave a, leave a review, leave a, a comment of how you found the episode. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you guys that were listening whilst I was on my hiatus. (laughs) Have a great rest of your week and I'll be back with you next week, Monday, in the next episode where I will be speaking about setting standards in relationships. For those of you, for my lover boys, my lover girls, that episode is for you. I will catch you next Monday. Have a great rest of your week. And as always, if you've enjoyed the episode, don't forget to leave a rating or a review if you haven't already. And I'll speak with you soon.